0: Hello and welcome to Tuesday Thanks, presented by Leeds Hospitality Group. I'm your host, Brian Proctor. Join me as we sit down to chat with yet another industry leader. Our guests come from a wide range of professions across the globe. We'll take the time to learn about their journey, where it started and where they are today. We use this opportunity to allow the guest to thank an individual or individuals that played a key role in their career understand what they learned from the experience and how they have incorporated it into their own development and growth. Gratitude is strongly and consistently associated with greater happiness. Not only can it help your mental well-being, it can also improve your physical health. So join us as we share some great stories, thank a lot of wonderful people, and of course, share some laughs. Let's do this. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Tuesday's Thanks. I'm excited to be joined today by Mark Kierens, Senior Lecturer at Hansa University of Applied Sciences in Groningen, the Netherlands. Mark, thanks so much for taking the time to join me today. I really appreciate it. And more, nope.
1: and, uh, and more importantly, Mark, I hope I said those words right. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry for talking over you, Brian. There is no place I would rather be been right here with you right now. Thank you. Well,
0: you are too kind. So um, in full uh, disclosure to the uh, listener in Topeka, Kansas right now, um, Mark and I go back, I was trying to think about this, I think to 1983, right? When we worked together
1: at Sheraton in Montreal? That's correct. Yeah, to about 83, 84, but I think 83 is correct.
0: Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I look fondly on those times because we, I think we had a very good group of people and uh, remarkably have kept in touch with quite a few of them over the years um, throughout that time. Oh, and we are being visited now, the listeners can't see this, but we're being visited by Mark's better half, Jody. How are you? And I don't know if you
1: can hear me. Yeah, he just wants to know how you are.
0: I'm great. Fabulous. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm great in my life, like on the radio.
1: <laughs> you're live.
0: Well, you're live being taped, but yeah, it's great to see you. How are you? I'm great. Yeah.
1: So this, this uh, is episode, this is episode six.
0: I think yeah. I think we'll have to do a follow up and get the the real <laughs> scoop here because the journey that you two have taken over the years, and we're going to get into that in a, in a couple minutes here, is just kind of remarkable as to where you were when we were first friends back in we we're figuring that out eighty four or eighty three. Yeah. And uh, to where you are now over in the Netherlands. So it's it's going to be a great story to hear. So
1: well, yeah, and Mark, Mark is a good storyteller. <laughs> he is. You know, he's going to want to hear it from you. It <laughs> Sorry for the interruption, okay. Brian. But no, yeah. not at all. Great okay. to see you, Jody.
0: <laughs> Bye. Bye-bye now. <laughs> yeah. See, that's always great when you do these things because things just happen. And uh, I, was, I was on a, a podcast uh, actually just aired this week that we're taping this. Uh, it's called the hospitality mentor and it's done by, uh, Mr. Miami, uh, Steve Turk. And, um, so we were doing the interview and at the end, near the end of the interview, his young son got into the room and started creating a little bit of fracas behind the scenes type of thing. And it's, you know, and I said, listen, let's just run with it. It's no big deal, but, um, but that's a, that's another great podcast. So, okay. So uh, enough with all the tomfoolery here. So yeah. let's go back to the beginning.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and, you know, you're in the hospitality field. How did, how did that come about? How did you get into the hospitality world in the hotel business?
1: Uh, it was a very complicated journey. Uh, the first day of my summer vacations, my mom came into my room at 7 o'clock in the morning with the vacuum cleaner and said I had a choice. I could either go to summer camp or I could get a job. So I opted for a job. Fortunately, my parents knew the general manager of the Hilton Canada Hotel, the Queen, uh, the Queen Elizabeth in Montreal. Oh, okay. Uh, so uh, my dad was general counsel, outside counsel for the hotel. Um, and so he asked the general manager essentially uh, for a summer job for his son. And I started in the engineering department of the Queen Elizabeth Hotel, 1,300 rooms, uh, located in beautiful downtown Montreal. It's no longer a Hilton hotel. The hotel is still there. Uh, so that's how I started my career. I was about 15 years old, uh, when I started in the summers there.
0: You know, it's weird. Um, and I didn't know that when we, I don't think I ever knew that. And if I did, I forgot about it, but that would have been about the same time that my dad, cause I was about 14 or 15 when my dad was putting on a meeting at the Queen Elizabeth on a Monday. Okay. And he, and he took me to the hotel on Sunday to watch him practice in a ballroom. Okay. And he set me up in the Beaver Club. Remember the old Beaver yeah, Club? Yeah, yeah. Set me up his his company, Power Corporation. Oh um, yes, yep. Had it, you know. And he was working for Montreal Trust at the time, but they had a table in the Beaver Club, and I was blown away with the pomp and the circumstance, the uniforms, the color, because that hotel back then was like you know the creme de la creme. And yeah. Um, and so, as the story goes, when we were leaving, I said to my dad, "I'm going to run one of these one day." One day. And that's how I got tuned into the hotel business. So that's amazing that within a year or two, we were probably yep. right there. That's amazing. Yeah.
1: Yep. No, it was, uh, it was obviously significant because, uh, I, I remember after the first day, I think I cleaned toilets and, 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 and employee bathrooms and uh, i remember coming home and my mom said what did you do today and i told her what i did clean bathrooms and toilets and she said fine i've been doing that for 25 years (laughs) nothing wrong with you doing it son go take a shower and you'll be good so exactly that's uh, awesome
0: no i enjoyed it
1: so from there you went to
0: school um did you specialize in hospitality or or was that Uh, kind of a uh,
1: no you know i i knew i enjoyed the business Uh, And I moved back and forth a little bit between the Queen Elizabeth Hotel and the Four Seasons Hotel that was built uh, uh, around that time as well. And while I enjoyed it, I somehow had a sense that I was also interested generally in business. Rather than specifically the, the the hotel business, so I did marketing management at uh, Concordia University in uh, in Montreal on the west end of the uh, the west end of the city, um, and that and that was fine. And when I when I was finished with my or my education at that time was finished with me to be more accurate, um, I went full time into the hotel business, um, and worked in. Uh, I think that's when I started at the Four Seasons again in the engineering department at that uh, moment in time. So uh, general business, but always with a heavy interest in hospitality.
0: Yeah. And so when we worked together, we were both at the front desk. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. That was our, our place of choice. And then yeah. you eventually got into sales, right? I think after yeah. after that. And where did you go yeah. with that?
1: Yes, I was uh, fortunate. Uh, uh, the director of marketing, Jim Forster, I don't know if you remember oh, him. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, he, I don't know what, he saw something in me or he said, yeah, you look as if, you know, you could work well in sales. And I had worked at the front desk for long enough that I thought I, I would like to try something else, uh, other other departments. I'd worked a little bit in, in food and beverage by that point, uh, but nothing in sales. So I went on to be corporate sales manager for uh, FIT. Uh, 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 free independent travelers, uh, uh, business people. Uh, Mm -hmm. It was called the The doc, something, I forget this, some program or something. something Was
0: that the old DCS program? No, That's it.
1: DCS. That was a DCS program.
0: Distinguished Client Services or something like that. Something client
1: or customer service or or something something like that. It had another name, but we can't use that on the podcast here. (laughs) Um, uh, Yeah, so I did that for a while. I also did a little bit of group sales in the Canadian... I think it was the association market. I, I forget exactly, but it was in the Canadian uh, Canadian market. Uh, did that for four or five years or something like that. And then I moved on to the Delta Montreal after that.
0: And then I think we lost touch for a little while. And then I realized um, doing some research for this call, I you, you might label it stalking. I call it research, whatever. <laughs> um, but you guys moved out west. I didn't realize you guys moved out west of Vancouver. Uh, y-
1: yes, we had. That was quite a bit later, well, later. Uh, in, in our career. So uh, I worked at the Delta Montreal. It was an opening hotel as a front office manager. And I did that for about nine nine months or 10 months. Uh, but unlike you, something happened to me where I said, I've been working now for, I guess, almost 12, 13 years in various capacities, and I knew what the trajectory was for general manager, front office manager, rooms division in some place, open a hotel as rooms division manager, and then, you know, go to GM or something like that. Uh, I decided it's not what I wanted to do anymore. It was just, I wasn't getting that thrill, that kick out of it. Uh, So I left the business uh, for a while and um, eventually fell into corporate training. Uh, There was always a part of the hotel business that I really enjoyed. That was the training of staff and having them become as independent as possible uh, with the right knowledge and attitude uh, components they needed to do their job. Basically, I would tell uh, staff, I like it when you don't need me anymore as your manager. Exactly. I'm still there for you, but the idea is you don't need to come and see me for 85, 90% of what you need to do. So I went back to school, St. Xavier University, in a uh, part-time course for adult education to go and skill myself in some of the things I would need to better understand training. Uh, And so I did that for about, I guess about four or five years as well. Um, And at the same time, Jody had been working as a consultant in in hospitality for Ernst & Young, Laventhal and Horwath, don't exist anymore, but anyways. And she also felt that it was time for a change for her as well from being a consultant and she looked up uh, cornell university alumni job listings and she found a job in on the dutch island of bonaire in the southern part of the caribbean it's near aruba and curacao yep uh, and she, they were looking for an assistant financial controller. She went down there a week later, they said, Mark operations is a disaster. They need somebody like you to come down. And I went down and we, and we left two and a half years later, uh, working in this hotel. Jody was the financial controller and I was two IC in charge of basically most of everything else in the, in, in the hotel business. Uh, that journey came to an end after I say oh, about two years or so. There's really only two kinds of people that can live on a Caribbean island with 10,000 people, uh, people that don't drink or people that don't stop drinking. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of it's kind of the way it is. And I didn't want to be in the latter category. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> but our our time, our time was over there. Um, Because of the work I had done with trainees that we got from the Netherlands, in other words, there were a lot of uh, students on internships, those things that were coming to uh, the hotel, I was responsible for organizing them in terms of, you know, making sure that they had a reasonable five or six month, sometimes up to a year uh, placement. Um, I believe in structure. Uh, uh, I believe in uh, systems for, for doing things and that includes education. So I had the students rotate through the various departments of the hotel and everybody had to write me a three page report at the end of four weeks or three weeks or five weeks or whatever it was. Mm -hmm. You know, what'd you do? What'd you see? What what do you think could be improved? Uh, Students didn't like it uh, uh, because they, they, well, they wanted to come down to Bonaire to party. Students go to Bonaire to to surf, to dive and to get their Dutch driver's license. That's why they (laughs) they come. Uh, But of course the, teachers from the university that were supervising these students, they loved it. They thought, this is great structure for uh, for them. Uh, so I got to know them. And as we're walking up, out of the door on the hotel in Bonaire, they're offering me a job to teach at a university in Groningen. That's, that's, that's how we ended up here. Uh, the side story, is you probably know, Jody grew up in both belgium and the netherlands when she was younger right so she knew about the country and and all of that so that was fine and so in about 1992 93 we packed up our bags from uh, canada or the i think we had been back in canada for six months or something like that and we came to the netherlands um and we stayed for about five years and this is where the vancouver story comes in so it's taking me a while to get there but you have That's okay We wanted to uh, adopt a child, but I was too old in the Netherlands to they only allow a uh, 40 years difference between the eldest parent and the child. They don't want 60 year- olds adopting one-year-olds. It's their rules. That's fine. Hmm. I was like a year over the line. So we said, fine, let's move to Vancouver, which is what we did. Uh, I continued working in education. Um, hospitality colleges a little bit like LaSalle College in, in Montreal mm-hmm. uh, so I did that for a while Jody worked uh, as a installer for hospitality inventory control and purchasing systems so to uh, automate the um, uh, stock uh, stock counting mm-hmm. and then to automate the repurchasing of you know things you need so if you sell 10 pieces of chicken you know you got to order 10 more for the next day and that's all done automatically so we did that for a while and so we adopted a a little girl named penelope you saw her picture uh from china the most fabulous human being on this planet Uh, (laughs) uh, she's you know every every parent thinks their kid is exceptional in my case it just happens to be true You know, I what can I do? It's a cross, I bear it. You know, I, I won't uh, tell my girls any difference. So you're, you're good. Okay. okay, I'm good. I'm good to go. Um, and and uh, Jody was working traveling a lot, and, and I was working, so basically, we were dropping off canopy at seven o'clock in the morning at the at at, at the kindergarten and picking her up at six o'clock at night. And after about six months of that, we said, no, that wasn't why we wanted to start a family. Um, So my university had been bugging me to come back. They had said, "Oh, you got to come back. So we decided to go back. So in 2000 or so, uh, we went back to uh, the Netherlands and we've been here for about 20 years uh, since then. Um, And so Penelope, my daughter's grown up here, speaks uh, perfect English, of course, perfect Dutch, speaks Okay, uh, passable French, uh, and she's picked up Mandarin uh, in her gap year between high school and university. She went to Shanghai to brush up on her Dutch, and basically, that's you know, that's where I am right now uh, in Groningen, and Penelope's in Rotterdam, and Jody's upstairs. Yeah, <laughs> oh, well, <laughs> okay. that, that
0: is absolutely an amazing journey because you you know, it's it, not only do you. Go from Canada to the Caribbean to Europe, back to Canada, back to Europe. I mean, you know, some of us complain that we were moving between states, you know, and yeah. saying, <laughs> so, so, and, and here you're you're leaping all over the place. But you know, you're right about that Bonaire experience, right? Because um, I've opened up hotels in Aruba, Virgin oh, okay. Islands, all across the Caribbean, okay. uh, Anguilla, you name it, and. People think it's such a great life down there, but it really is, you know, some aspects of it, yes, it's absolutely, yeah. Yeah. but it's not for everybody. And it's interesting to see, I love your, your thing about those who, what is it? Those who drink all the time and those who <laughs> will drink or whatever, yeah. that's a great yeah. one. Yeah,
1: it's, uh, no, it's, uh, it, it is great. I learned a lot. I learned a lot about myself. I learned a lot about, uh, uh bad North American management theories because I had been uh, grown up in the northeastern part of of North America. And I say that because I came into contact with, you know, people from the United States and Canada and big Sheraton hotels, everybody kind of thinks the same. And I went in with a a very inappropriate management strategy and style when I went to the Caribbean and it was 100% my fault. It had nothing to do with anybody else there. And so I had to learn pretty quickly to adjust, you know, this the station mm-hmm. uh, if i wanted to get what i wanted done i had to find a new way of, of doing it so there was a lot of personal and professional development uh, by that one experience there and i'm so grateful uh, for the people uh, sticking with me for the first little while because i was really a a, a hot mess a hot oh mess. yeah
0: no I, I know exactly what you're saying i mean opening hotels in the bahamas
1: you know, nice. and,
0: and these other islands, you learn very quickly that, you know, there are different ways of getting things done and you just have to, to go with the flow and to your yep. point, you know, figure out how it's going to motivate them and what's going to motivate them to do what we need them to do. Yep. And, and you'd love to say in the time frame it needs to be done, but that's not always the case on the islands. There's, you know, real, I always said there's real time and then there's Island time, right? Yeah, so exactly. you just have to change that. So, now, fast forward, you are mm-hmm. the senior lecturer. What, are, what mm-hmm. are you, what department are you in? Yeah. What are you teaching yeah. the kids? Yeah. And...
1: Yeah. Uh, I work at a university that has about 35,000 students and 15 departments here. We call them schools. It's based a little bit on the English system, but it's basically school. Um, I work at the International Business School. So it's about 1,000 students or so, about 60% Dutch and 40% non-Dutch. Uh, And they're studying a four-year program uh, of international business Our areas of specialization are marketing, finance, HR, and uh, uh, supply chain or operations. Those are sort of the four disciplines, if you you Mm -hmm. want, within there. Um, The areas that I look at or I'm interested in are mostly marketing and human resources. So I work with students in first year when doing projects with them. and it's kind of theoretical in first year we're we're trying to get them used to the vocabulary to just understanding some of the basics of of business all the way up to fourth year where students are doing their final graduation projects and that's an independent piece of research which they must do for a company uh, either here in the netherlands or outside of the netherlands it depends on them but of course it has to be a business related issue Uh, For example, I have uh, one student that's uh, trying to figure out how an employer can better brand them to be more attractive to potential students as they graduate. So, you know, what do we need to say to them to get interested? I'm working with another student that's actually closer to you than to me in Washington state for uh, a manufacturer of hops apparently Washington state is, you know, a hotbed of hops uh, mm-hmm. uh, growth, yep. but there's, but there's been a big dip in demand because of COVID and bars are closed and, you know, whatever. So it's taken a hit. So they're trying to reposition themselves a little bit or figure out how they can, you know, get back into the game. Yeah. Uh, so it, it varies on topics, but HR and marketing is mostly where, where I work in.
0: Well, it's, it's it sounds great. Cause it sounds like it's real life experience married with the academic side of it which is okay. so important because what i've been noticing of late you know it's the companies over here are starting to recruit believe it or not in high school right mm-hmm. because the employment is so scarce yeah and and having those things like that the first student you talked about about branding them how they could recruit better that is so key because you know you look at companies you know in, in, in the high tech World like Google and and Facebook and all these companies, what they do to attract people uh, and the benefits over here for them are outstanding. And just branding them as the go to company, they that's who you want to work for. Yep. Um, And so that's really key. So that's fascinating. And you know, I I chuckled to myself uh, when well, a when you agreed to come on, I was super excited, and then I chuckled (laughs) to myself because. Again, as I was stalking you, um, I said, I always thought when we worked together that this would be a great field for you to get into this whole academic world of teaching and educating. You're very inquisitive, you're very mindful. And I, and I chuckled because um, there was a guy that we worked with. If you remember, Norm Savard.
1: Oh, jeez. Thanks, Norm. <laughs> yeah,
0: thanks, Norm. And, and Norm and I would be running around like little bumblebees buzzing all over the place and you'd be sitting there going, guys, let's slow down. Let's think about this. If we, you know, and him and I were just flying by the seat of our pants. I mean, I think we drank, I know we drank way too much coffee and he smoked way too many cigarettes. Um, And I always remembered you being the calm influence on us and say guys let's think this through let's plan this and and so now you you know you fast forward 20 something 30 years or whatever it's been and and, you know i see this as the perfect you know path for you it's fantastic that it's worked out this way
1: uh i i couldn't agree with you more it has really worked out for me and i'm extremely fortunate
0: yeah so cool so listen it's tuesday yeah. And uh, because it's Tuesday, we'd like to thank people who have had an impact on our, our journey. So I'm going to turn it over to you now and find out who you'd like to thank for helping you along the way. And uh, the as they say, the microphone is yours, young man.
1: Thank you. Thank you very much, Brian. I'm going to break the mold. Uh, I, I'd like to thank two people. If you decide you need to cut somebody out, then that's fine. No, no, no. no okay um, the reason why is because I want to thank one person having to do with my sort of hospitality issue and her name is Janice Clapoff. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I don't do you, do you remember the name? Oh at, she's
0: yeah she's oh, okay. so
1: many people love her. okay, okay. Uh, And we're still in touch on LinkedIn and we chit chat every now and then. Uh, shes uh, she gave me my first front of house job. Uh, So I was working in the engineering department. Uh, To me, she's a leader in the truest sense of the word. Um, uh, She leads without you knowing you're being led. Uh, I don't know if that sort of makes sense a a little bit. But anyway, she had a way of bringing people along and, you know, getting them to do things. And it was all very upfront. Uh, She demonstrated that she had complete trust in me. And that kind of freaked me out because that that hadn't happened really to to me before. So Janice was maybe not the one that started my hotel career, as it it were, uh, but she's certainly one of the most significant people uh, in general in life that that, that I've had the pleasure of meeting and, and talking to. And the second has to do more with education, because I've been working in education now for 30 years. And the people I want to thank are the students.
0: Um, Are we going to name each one that you've come no, in contact no, with? It'll be no, you're not.
1: <laughs> but I, but this is a message to them. I'm going to try to not to get emotional in this one. You guys have kept me young, and you've kept me slightly immature, and I thank you for that. What what students have taught me, both about life, and about myself, and about how to look at the world differently, is immeasurable. Just just absolutely out of this world so the balance between you and me is uh, between me and them is completely skewed i got a hell of a lot excuse me i got a heck of a lot more out of it than 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 they ever could and the last thing i'll say uh, that 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 i do when i do introductions to the university to new students i love my job i love my job and I have every day for 30 years. So those are the two groups of people. Janice, thank you very much. If you're out there, students, love you guys. Thank you very much for everything you've done for me. Thanks.
0: Yeah. And and I, and I would venture a guess to say that you, I mean, you've been teaching for how many years now? About 25. And I venture a guess that you feel like you haven't even worked a day in 25 years. No. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Be- yeah. I mean, yes. I, the, the best 10 years of my career was when I was involved with Starwood during the new builds. I was a director and then eventually a vice president of the group. And, you know, we would fly 200 and something thousand miles mm-hmm. a year, traveling all over the place, opening hotels, meeting with developers. I didn't work a day in those yeah. 10 years. In my mind, I yeah. just felt like I had a joke going because it's like someone's paying for me. <laughs> They're going to find out that I'm a boss. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and, you know, so and with Janice, um, I have two very good friends who uh, worked for Janice or actually, I don't think you ever worked for Janice. Right. Because to your point, she she leads without knowing that she's leading um, to this day. They are still enamored about uh, her and yeah. the stories they tell about her. One is still in the industry. One is outside the industry. But I don't think I've ever met an individual in this business that worked with Janice and and didn't come away a better person feeling like she's got to be the best boss in the world. Um, I never had the opportunity to work with her. Um, I don't even think she would know my name, but I know hers because I've either hired so many people that worked with yeah. her or, or, or that type of stuff. Yes, yes. But she is a legend.
1: I mean, yes. Truly. And I don't know where she's ended up.
0: Where is she now? Is uh, she's she's in, in California? Uh, yeah, she's no. in. Cal-
1: she's back in. Cal- she was in, I think, Texas for a while. Uh, she's on LinkedIn. I, she was in Ojai, but she's not in yeah. Ojai anymore. Uh, I think she's down somewhere down San Diego way. Okay. Uh, but you can find her on yeah. on 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 LinkedIn. Um, as I said, she was Texas. Was Ojai but now I'm not, I'm not quite sure exactly. Uh, yes. So from
0: that standpoint, I told that, that, that makes, there's no surprise in that, right? If you've, <laughs> oh, if you've worked with Janice, she's, she's guided the careers of so many people. Yeah. Yeah.
1: No. Um oh,
0: And then right. I love the students uh, because just imagine the amount of young minds that you've made an impact on and, and yes, they've affected you. um, But you've, You've been there 20 plus years. I mean, you must be doing something right. And the impact you've had on those kids and what they're doing now, I'm Mm -hmm. assuming I would make the assumption that you probably still keep in touch with a lot of them after they've graduated. Yes. Um, I had a short stint in when I was in Indianapolis. I got the opportunity to speak quite frequently up at the University of Purdue um, hospitality program. Yep. Totally selfish. Because number one, I like to talk. Um, and number two, um I used that as a tool to um find young hospitality guys that I would bring to my hotel for internships. Yep. Right. And by speaking with them and getting involved with the curriculum, I could cherry pick who I thought was gonna be the best. And yep. and like you, you know, they came down, I made them do the reports and all that kind of stuff so they could get credit. And, and to this day, I mean, that's, that, that's back in 1998 (laughs) to this day, I keep in touch with, I'm down to keeping in touch with one. And I actually uh, got, I actually got to know his parents and he's now a big shot director of sales and marketing with a, a hotel and program in Austin, Texas. And he's done really well. So the impact you can make with these kids you you have had to have impacted thousands of these kids
1: well uh, i have to be careful here because you know my ego has trouble getting in and <laughs> out of the room on occasion as the students will tell you uh yes i i enjoy the learning environment i believe that everybody has a responsibility for the learning environment so they've got to do their things and i have to do their thing my thing so it, it is shared uh, and that's why i think it's also important that i can take something away from it, whether it's how to do something different, whether it's how to do something, something better uh, or something uh, more effective. So yes, I'm not underplaying uh, my impact to oversell myself, but I really want to draw attention that I think a good teacher is somebody that can also take something away uh, that, c- that can affect them uh, as well because I think then that demonstrates that you were thinking about what was going on in the learning environment. Uh, a teacher who tells me, well, it's the same thing with you. If you got a hotel person that says, I've got 20 years in the business, you can't teach me anything. Yeah. Walk away from that person. Exactly. Uh, so this, I've been doing this for so long, nobody can teach me anything. I will retire the same day I start thinking like that.
0: Yeah.
1: So that's, that that's why. So love the students. Yes, I think I've, I've done a very good job, but yes, I think they've done a very good job as well in helping me out. That's yeah. a good relationship.
0: Plus two, they, they they keep you young, they keep you sharp, they keep you inquisitive, right? Because they're challenging you probably every day, every class, probably more than you want to admit. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Sometimes um, uh, directly. And uh, I, I have no problem with professional critical thinking. So you mm-hmm. can you can trash out my idea all you want. I have no problems with that. But you know, let, let's keep it professional. But also, I've been dealing with 22-year-olds for the past 25 years of my life. I'm kind of an expert on 22-year-olds now. The ones today are not the same as the ones 25 years ago, for both internal and external reasons. The world is different. But but they are different as 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 well. Yeah. Um, so I've also had to change, you know, adapt my routine, in a sense. Over the years, what worked back in 2005 doesn't work anymore in 2022. You have to look at things differently. And you have, you know, uh, you know Darwin, you got to adapt or die. If you don't exactly. adapt to it. Uh, same thing for the hotel business uh, or any business. If you don't adapt to changing customers or changing employees or changing anything, you're going to lose that game in in my opinion. So yeah. it's uh, everybody's got to you know, everybody has to have skin in the game and everybody has to take it seriously. Couldn't agree more. So, so listen, I've, I, I know I've taken up a
0: lot of your time here and you're a busy guy and um, things to do places to go, people to see, and I can't thank you enough for um, coming on the show. It's been great to reconnect i i yep. think um you know i'm kicking myself because uh you know we we lost touch there for a while and uh for a span when i was with bridge street i was over in europe every month um and n- never got around to getting over to seeing you and jody which i will correct in the upcoming travels once the uh <laughs> covid stuff settles down a little bit yeah. and uh, we jump on planes again across the pond so um, thanks so much for your time. Thanks so much for your your thanking of Janice and and the students. I think that goes a long way, and um, I would hope to see you guys uh, in the near future. So, thanks again.
1: Uh, you're welcome, Brian. I'm I'm certain we will. Please don't worry about the gap. Some relationships have a built-in ability to to jump over that, and I think our relationship is a demonstration of that. That even though we haven't spent a lot of time together for the last 25 years, we had a solid foundation at the beginning. We both got on with our lives as best we could in the way that we could, and now we're in a different position. So the next time in you're in Europe, you know, call us up. I'm sure we'll make some time for a cup of coffee <laughs> with you. <laughs> I know <laughs> this. Like that. This whole
0: chat has felt like we were sitting on a bar, you know, on Le Beaujolais on Third, you know, on Crescent Street in Montreal. Exactly. It just came exactly. back naturally, so it's been yeah, great. So thank you. Okay. So thank you for that, and
1: uh, okay. we shall chat soon. Very good. Live long and prosper. You too. <laughs> Cheers, Brian.
0: Hope you enjoyed the show today, and thanks so much for tuning in. We really appreciate it. If you would like to be a guest on the show so that you can thank someone for their role in your career, please reach out to me via our Tuesday Thanks website at www.tuesdaysthanks.com. Remember, a sincere thank you goes a long way to making someone feel appreciated and can make their day. So until next time, be well, be safe, and please don't be afraid to tell someone thanks. Chat soon!